This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is March 29th, 2021. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what it do? What up? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, I'm trying out these sparkling waters, uh, bubbly. Yeah, I'm trying to cut out my that. soda intake, and that's good. I'm just trying to trying to get out of kind kind of get out of the soda habit, you know. So these, it's a cherry bubbly. It's definitely not a cherry coke. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think it'll do it. They're in the fridge. It's easy access. I can take a can, whatever. Zero calories. I don't know. You said you never tried these. No, I have tried. I have tried sparkling water. Like a lot of people drink the like the Lacroix and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I I can't yeah. do the Lacroix. I can't do the sparkling waters. I do try to stay away from soda. But like if somebody brings like a two liter, like if we get a pizza or something and we get a two liter, then it's just like it's all I want to drink for like mm. the next two three days. So I really try to avoid yeah. that. I usually just go with the with the Aquafina. I'm big on the Aquafina. Try to keep a 24 pack loaded all the time. Room temperature, mm-hmm. of course. I'm not a psycho. I don't drink cold water. Real water oh, really? drinkers know what's up. So, uh, so I guess uh, Tyron oh. in the Facebook chat is telling you that it's 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 Buble. I oh, I don't think that's right, true, dude. but I know Michael Buble okay. has a whole thing with right, bubbly. Dude. Yeah, I'm listen, a Michael dude, fly Buble me to the moon. Myself. All right, but fly me to the moon. <laughs> that's a good song. I, no, it is a great song, and he's an incredible artist. But this is definitely never going to be called Buble on my watch. That's for sure. Right, right. So, anyways, guys, so basically tonight we wanted to, you know, we've had some time to calm down. You know, everybody has relaxed. Everybody can just, like, exhale. This was a hell of a week. Um, it, it really was. You know, we were expecting a lot, obviously, a lot of motion going into the trade deadline. Yeah. But our, our boy, Nikola Vucevic, nobody expected our sweet prince to be traded away. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke and I were, you know, really – just as a like a cathartic process we, right. we put those tribute videos together starting with the the ag and the evan one we kind of knew that they were getting traded so we put those together ahead of time mm-hmm. and then vooch is traded and then luke is vooch like gets- i knew we should have done a terrence because <laughs> it seemed like terrence was on his way out yeah i was really kicking myself that that i didn't just go ahead and tell you to do a, a piece for the terrence thing at that point because yeah i mean vooch got traded first which was the whole thing. I don't know that we've aired this out yet, but the the part where, yes, we had videos made already, which is how we got them out so quickly for Evan and AG. We had those prepared. We felt, you know, we felt good about, you know, the, that we had those prepared. Didn't think we really needed anybody else. Vooch gets traded, and it's like, well, now that they don't even think we're prepared now, I mean, they're going to see the ones later and wonder, you know, where's the Vooch one? So right. we did eventually get to do that. Um, Vooch shared our video, which was incredible. Um, made it worth the video for sure. It had already gotten a lot of traction, and then Vooch shared it, and it got even more traction on it. Um, wish we didn't even put out an AG video at this point. Um, oh. <laughs> but other than that, man. I <laughs> so this is what I'll say about AG really quickly. Like, you know, if we could forgive Dwight Howard, you know what I mean, which I have and a lot of people have to a certain extent, like eventually people will get over the, the Aaron Gordon thing. Like if you watched his post game, um, like right after the game had ended last night, before he got to the locker room and, you know, uh, took part in some extracurriculars, apparently. Mm, yes. Um, but did. as soon as the game ended, the, the interview that he had, um, mm. he, he did mention that, like, Orlando was his home and everything like that. So maybe we kind of took things out of context, but it did his, feel like his, some subtle jabs. His agent and the Denver PR guy uh, got a hold of him. That's what happened there, Jonathan. I don't believe it. Well, that apparently they did not get a, a, a hold of him before he went into the actual postgame mm. interview. Because that was, dude, his spirits high. were high. It was the elevation okay. in I, Denver. The elevation, like Shaq said, yo, y'all boys were up there so damn <laughs> high. Like, man, it was crazy y'all were so high. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'll, I, you know, I'm still happy we did the AG thing. If for no other reason that, that we showed class. If, if he didn't necessarily, at least we did. You know, you kind of extend that olive branch or whatever. But, but yeah, man, like the Vooch one, like – 
I mean, a lot of people shared like the emotion that kind of got drawn out of them from that, which is what I wanted in, mm-hmm. in writing that. Like I, I wrote it and, and um, voiced it, obviously, and then Luke just popped off with with the visuals and the the highlights, the Thank transitions, you. and everything. Which, by the way, Luke was like the Vooch one. This is the quickest I've ever put together a good video in my life because he knew it was going to be a few days before he would have time to do that again. But for dude, I, I sent that to you, and it was like forty five minutes. You <laughs> sent that back, and I was like, yeah. I was like. I was like, okay, I don't know what Listen, to expect here. So, no, no, my boy was locked and loaded with the audio very quickly, and I was like, well, I guess if go. we're doing it, we're doing it. I wasn't like, going to have time in the next couple of days. match the energy. It was then or never. I think it was like 11 p.m. or something like that, and we put it out at like midnight or maybe 1. I don't even know. But, right. Um, yeah, no, that was it was awesome to, to be able to, to do those videos, um, especially the Vucevic one, and to kind of get the, the thanks from him um, was awesome. So, um, glad we were able to do that, man, and and glad that Vooch was able to have a nice showing in his first game in the Bulls uniform. Yeah, you sent it to me, and I was like, all right, let me let me like emotionally prepare for this because like the the AG and the Evan one, like I kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do like musically to try to create like a mood, and I thought you did really yeah. good with those, but like the track that you chose for the Vooch video was just like like just home run, just knocked that out of the park. I, I was sitting right here watching the video on this screen and just like the the tears started to well up the, oh. the goosebumps hit me mm. like i was like this is absolutely perfect so i well, was good. gonna wait until the morning to post it but then i was like i i just got i can't hold on to this the yeah. world needs to see it so i had the, to post the it. clip the clip that i that got me the most was hold on let me let me say it let's see if we we've got the same one the one of him and Jokic. no when he's like smiling at <laughs> no, the, the skill no. challenge no okay no. all right it was evan and him and yeah. dante uh, <laughs> and it was mainly because of how happy Evan was. Like, yeah, he was, bro. I for, I knew that moment happened, but I watch. It's a, it's a different thing to watch it when both those guys are gone now. Yeah. Um. And Evan being so happy about like, I guess we'll see how lit the Amway is gonna be. That was like the and it was lit, man. Phrase. It was lit. And I have never experienced a lot of anything fun. like that in that building. It was a lot. We of were fun, both there so for that game. Those guys right? helping us get there. We were. We just didn't. I don't. We didn't know each other, right? No, we didn't know each other, but. Yeah, so, I mean, all of a sudden I started getting, like, texts and everything like that. I'm at dinner with some friends and, and, and the wife. Oh, my God, like, Vooch just liked your video. And I was like, what? So I went to the, the his likes, and I didn't see anything. Then I went yeah. to his profile and saw that not only did he retweet, but he quote tweeted it. Yeah, and, that, um, that was a lot. That, that a was lot. just – that was amazing. And I kind of shared this briefly, you know, in, in the post game the other night after the Portland game. But just the, the fact that, you know – this podcast has allowed us like we we've you and me have sat down with Jonathan Isaac now you know like Pat Williams Evan Fournier like joining the live stream the other night was crazy and then like Vooch retweeting that was just like the the, like the cherry on top of the Sunday like the the fact that you and me sitting down and like coming up with different ideas to do things the fact that that actually reached him and obviously touched him like that meant the world to me and that wouldn't have happened without everybody like tagging him in it, like we asked him and everything like that. Because like I didn't, I didn't want the clout. I just wanted him to see it. Like if he would have liked it, that would have been more than enough for me. Just yeah. to know that he saw it would would have meant a lot. So um, that was amazing. So again, we're we're trying not to get wrapped up in the emotion of all this again, but we did want to touch on um, Vooch's introductory press conference with the Bulls. So I had been watching their social media really like a hawk. Just waiting for that, waiting to see Evans, which we haven't really seen anything from Evan in Boston other than the the new profile picture, which that stung a little bit. Um, and then obviously the Aaron Gordon stuff started to come out, and everybody was all salty about that, understandingly. But again, I was sitting right here watching that Vooch, like literally watching him break down Luke. Uh, and yeah, initially, we only saw like that two minute clip. Have you watched like the whole sixteen minute, um, yeah. that whole clip yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. So uh, to give background, my my buddy Nico um, actually runs the Bull social media, and so he had sent he had texted me before a lot of this like came out really, and he just said like, "Oh, Tony, dude, Tony, win in the chat. What's up, man? We didn't make a Jeff Teague tribute video. We're sorry." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. Um, Nico texted me and was like, "Man, this Vooch interview that's about to go out, this piece I'm about to tweet out from the Bulls account, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Like, it's really emotional." And he had talked talked to me about how the Evan one was emotional for him. Then, then when he was talking, Evan was talking about before he got traded, what Orlando meant to him, and yada yada. Um, but yeah, no. And then he said, "You know, the, I this this piece 
from Vooch is is definitely a tearjerker as well, um, even more so than the Evan one. So, um, so yeah, then he he tweeted it out and and we saw the video and man, yeah, then I watched the full one you're referring to where it wasn't just that you know two minute clip or whatever it was, but uh, dude, I mean Vooch, that's just that I, I I tweeted out and said like the, he epitomizes a professional, a true professional, one that you always want in your team. Um, he's always going to have good the good he's going to be a good product on the court but he's also going to be more than a good product um outside you know off the court as well and so i mean just made you love vucevic even more to know that that was all genuine like him replying to our video was genuine saying that it was a you know it was a deep it was a, a nice video blah, blah blah like him breaking down like that man i know he didn't want to cry because he's not someone that's super emotional on camera um for the most part you know podcast interview stuff like that he's just kind of like monotone and whatever and that's just him but then in that interview man when he broke down like that i mean i don't know i mean it showed how much orlando meant to him and you know he he meant a lot to us and he means a lot to us so um part of the franchise and and forever will be and he's a top five player all time in orlando magic history so uh, one of my best friends, Cedric Brown, is in the chat. He made a point to say, hey, Luke, didn't say hello to me, but he said hello to you. So so there's that, Cedric Brown, uh, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going, Cedric? <laughs> but, uh, no, if you guys haven't seen that entire 16-minute clip, definitely recommend watching that. So it basically starts with, like, the Chicago beat writers just, like, asking him, like, what was your reaction to the trade? And apparently, you know, uh, Orlando Magic ma- uh, Management did let Vooch know that talks were going on. So although it was still shocking when the trade eventually went through, he did have an idea that there was a possibility. So I did feel okay that, you know, at least they let him know something was going on. But um, so then you get like the typical questions, you know, are you excited to play in Chicago? They asked him about like the picture of him in like the bull sweatsuit when he was a kid. Asked him about, you know, playing with Zach Levine and everything like that. So the interview goes on for about 13 or 14 minutes. And then the very last question Josh Robbins covers the magic for the athletic. Uh, he he joined the Zoom call, and the only question that he asked Vooch was, if any exists, can you express any elements of sadness leaving Orlando? Yeah. And instantly, like Vooch is right. fine the entire time, cool as a cucumber, normal Vooch. As soon as Josh asked him that question, like the, the wave of emotion just crashed into that dude. And... um he went like 57 seconds without being able to speak, drank like half a bottle of water. So <laughs> it was just really cool to to see yeah. that. Um, and that when I saw that, you know, he you know he tweeted to us, you know, this is a really, you know, touching and, you know, video and everything like that. And anybody can say that. But when I saw that video, I knew that right. that was legitimate also. So that really just just meant a, a lot. And then, um, you know, he had a he had a decent run with the the Bulls in, in their first game. They they lost. They were getting absolutely killed who were they playing i don't even the spurs they were getting killed by the yeah. spurs brought it back to like single digits and it was like man this, vooch knows what this is like getting killed in the first half all of a sudden you come back they ended up losing but he had like 21 points nine rebounds four assists so good for him yeah. wish well, wish that dude all this i kind of world and and this is the last thing that will uh, probably not this this is not the last <laughs> thing we're gonna say about vooch um so no the the one thing that i was thinking while watching that bulls game i know it was just the first game whatever the one thing I thought was, you know, I previously I had said I wouldn't mind if Vooch got traded to a contender. And watching that Bulls game, I was like, did we just send him to like eternal eighth seed? No. Like for the rest of his career? Because good night. I know it was the first night and I'm trying not to overreact to what I saw with the Bulls head on the court. But Vucevic, what does it say for Vucevic being the only the first game with the team? and leading all scorers on the team and being, I don't know, probably the most efficient. I haven't even looked at his, like, field goal made per attempt, but, like, I'm I'm sure he was. So it's just kind of insane that that Vooch had his first game uh, with a franchise and he was the leading scorer that night while they got beat by 15 or whatever it was. So hopefully the the things turn around. I know it will. Uh, I'm being a little bit overdramatic about it, but also I hope. Vooch doesn't just like struggle for the rest of his career on like a oh, six God. to eight seed. I would I would never forgive uh, Jeff Weltman if he just is <laughs> trash for the rest of his career because I will be convinced <laughs> that it was due to the trauma induced by being traded from the Magic. But talking about the Bulls, Luke, 
So they're four games back of the fourth seed right now. And on paper, if you look at the Eastern Conference, like if, if you're just like comparing, um, you know, rosters and everything like that, the Bulls are probably like the, the fifth or sixth best team in the East right now on paper. I think over yeah. you know the the course of the next twenty some odd games, they're they're going to pick some things up and, and they really should be fine. Um, the last thing before we start really talking about Magic basketball, Luke, um, something that like we kind of started like this the conversation recently. Like I know people have brought it up in the past, but see like seeing Vooch's reaction to that just like drew up this like visceral. <laughs> like emotion and reaction out of me that it's like stop playing around it's time to start retiring jerseys and now yeah. there's been some more conversation you know on, on social media the last couple of days about that um the guys uh with orlando magic uk had josh robbins on uh they mentioned it kind of asked josh the same question um is it is it time to start retiring jerseys luke so who are the teams that don't right now besides us? There's two others, correct? It's the Raptors who are go- absolutely going to retire Kyle Lowry's jersey. They would be yeah. stupid not to. And then the Clippers. Like, the Clippers, you know, they've had, you know, good players come and go, but they really haven't had anybody that's, like, been that good that has stuck around for a really long time. So outside of the Clippers, the Raptors, we're the only team. I mean, we have six, which is good because that's literally where the name of the show comes from, the sixth man show, you know, the fans, by fans, for fans. But one of three teams that doesn't have, soon to be one of two teams that doesn't have a retired uh, jersey for any of the players that we've had. Yeah, I mean the the Clippers will get everybody on this list will get there at some point, right? And Alex Martin's what was his explanation basically in a nutshell? Like, so he said you, that we, we're going to reserve that for championship. So wins, that's like the players. that's the belief because what he said in an article in 2013 was that they have on a sheet of paper somewhere stashed away in a drawer, either in the Amway or elsewhere, the a list of criteria that once a player matches each one of those items, they will retire his jersey. Now, when you start looking around, you know, Orlando Magic history, you look at guys like Shaq, Penny, Dwight, T Mac, now Vooch, really the only thing missing from a, a lot of those guys' resumes in Orlando Magic history is a title. So that's everyone is kind of piecing and, and speculating together that that's what it's going to take is someone to win a title. Yeah, yeah, I which is insane to me. Um, because what I mean, what do we just not have? Like it means a lot to have jerseys in the rafters. It does. And Let me ask you a question: Did Michael Jordan yeah. win a championship for the Heat? No, no, he did not. Jonathan. They retired twenty three for Michael Jordan. Right. If, which, if the Heat can do that, we can do anything. Right, I I agree. I don't think that the Heat necessarily should have MJ <laughs> MJ's jersey retired, but uh, so I think that's like I think the the reality of how to retire jerseys is in the middle somewhere. Yes, yes. Don't absolutely. do it for dudes on other teams, but how about you do it for a dude on your team? Like at least the guys that made the finals. I don't know, like the the stars that made the finals. That would be great. So I don't know what it's going to take. It might just take Alex Martin's not being there anymore um, and, you know, whatever else. But I don't know. It really sucked to, to go this long and then, you know, not have a retired jersey, you know, even like 20 years from now. So Philip Rossman Reich of Locked On Magic, OrlandoMagicDaily.com made a, made a great point in regards to Nick Anderson. So, Apparently, for a while, Philip has been opposed to you know retiring, uh, you know uh, players' jerseys of you know guys that don't win cha- championships here. However, now that you have guys who are starting have played with the Magic so long, like Evan, you know, like Vooch, like Aaron, who started to climb up, you know, some of the rankings in all-time Orlando Magic statistics, guys like Nick Anderson are now being bumped down that list, and eventually, you know, I mean, Nick Anderson played, you know. In, in the obviously the 80s the first draft pick ever for the Orlando Magic and played you know throughout the 90s and eventually people are just not going to have an idea of who Nick Anderson was and that's just wrong because Nick Anderson was a legit baller like Nick Anderson was really freaking good it took until this year for Vooch to kind of bump Nick Anderson out of the top five in a lot of people's minds in Orlando Magic history now 
I appreciate the fact that the franchise has retired number six for the fans. Some people think that's corny. I kind of think it's cool. Um, but at the end of the day, in my opinion, you're doing things like the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. You retire jerseys. It is good for the individuals, but it's really for the fans, right? So when you bring somebody to the arena and, and you know, on the, the concourse, it's, it's tucked away, the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, but you bring somebody like, hey, come over here and take a look at this. This is David Steele. You know, he's been one of our broadcasters since the beginning of the franchise. We've got, you know, uh, Tracy McGrady here, Penny Hardaway, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. Eventually, you know, Dwight Howard will be there as well. But, again, it's kind of tucked away. Like, you, you want the fans to be able to be in the arena, to look up, to see the jerseys retired. And the other part of it is, like, right now, dude, I don't ever want to see anybody wear nine again. Like, mm. in my opinion, that should yeah. be reserved for Nikola Vucevic for the rest of his career. Now, we've seen guys wear 32. We've seen guys wear one. We've seen guys wear 12. We've seen guys wear 14. And kind of so much so to the fact that, like, you're kind of – you're kind of like numb to it now. Like Jason Smith, I believe, was the first guy to wear 14 after Jameer Nelson. And then when DJ decided to wear 14, it was like you could kind of see the parallels between him and Jameer, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't sting quite as bad. You know, now if we see a guy wear number 12, like people are like, oh yeah, Dwight Howard used to wear that. But when Tobias Harris chose to wear number 12, people were like, I really don't like that. You know, so mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's definitely Shaq, it's Penny. It's Dwight. It's Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson should probably be the first jersey that they retire. It should be Vooch. Um, people ask, well, what about number one? Penny wore it. T-Mac wore it. Who cares? Retire it for both of them. Put a number one in the rafters that says Hardaway. Put a number one in the rafters that says McGrady. Right? Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I really just think that it's time to, to put this whole – I called it silly in the tribute video to Vooch because I think it's silly that we don't retire jerseys. But – I think it's time you and I have kind of had talks about perhaps putting together some kind of campaign if it, that could get enough traction for like, you know, the the DeVos family or Alex Martins to to see that. Who knows if they care enough to for that to really change their mind, but I don't know, man. It, it it's just frustrating and again, we're one of three soon to be two franchises that don't retire jerseys. It's it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, and I mean, you can chalk it up to the fact that the Magic have only been around since 89, right? Like one of the newer teams. Um, but in the Raptors, they were like 95, I think. So, and so I think there's, there's valid reason, I guess, excuse up to this point, maybe, but there's gotta be a conversation had to where you're like, we can, like I said, we can chalk it up to being a newer franchise now, but five years, 10 years down the road, you don't want to be one of the three teams. And maybe at that point two, us and the Clippers, to not be hanging jerseys so hopefully hopefully it happens sooner rather than later i'm not holding my breath about it though um magic franchise pretty pretty stingy so uh we'll we'll see if if they get around to it but i i'm not yeah i'm not i'm not really getting my hopes up about it happening soon but hopefully all right, so let's talk some Orlando Magic, you know, like basketball about what's going on now. So every week we go through this, the weekly state of the Magic, just kind of let you guys know what's going on with the Magic, how they did this week, and kind of what's going on as far as like lottery status and everything like that. So the Magic currently sit 15 and 31 after going 1 and 3 on the week. A blowout loss to the Denver Nuggets, 110 to 99. A win over the Phoenix Suns on an Evan Fournier go ahead layup with six seconds left. The Magic win 112 to 111. And then a 112 to 105 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. Last but not least, a last second 96 to 93 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. New forward Otto Porter had a great look at it last night, um, but it just kind of rimmed out, and, and the Magic lost in, in Los Angeles. Orlando sits at 14th place in the Eastern Conference, 27th overall in the NBA. If the NBA draft lottery was tonight, Luke, the Magic would have a 48.1% chance of securing a top-four pick and a 12.5% chance per, uh, of, of the number-one overall pick altogether. So today, uh, per Shams Charania, the NBA draft lottery has been announced to take place June 22nd. The draft will take place on July 29th, and the draft combine will take place uh, June 21st through June 27th, Luke. So... Yeah, so then, you know, you and I talked about for a few weeks here, basically had a countdown for trade deadline, right? Right. Now, it's June 22nd. 
it's June there's 22nd. a countdown for June twenty second. You shipped out our three core players. It's it's very clear where we're headed. And uh June twenty second, everybody. I, I know that not everybody was on board with the tank, but uh it's time now. It's time. It yeah, it's time. And Jonathan's gonna get suited up for us here real quick. He's the tank commander. Uh oh, there it is. Uh for those of you guys that can't see yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> there we go. So for those of you who can't see, he's got his tank commander hat on. Uh, we and out here. Got it off what Amazon I bought, printed yeah, I out the, the magic the thing and just Amazon, slapped it on. I made, I made the sticker myself, hung it up there, and uh, and yeah, we were uh, for weeks. Now we're driving we, the we tank. We fought it. We fought it, Luke. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, now we want Cade Cunningham. So uh, it's uh, it's gonna take some some tanking. Uh, we didn't really talk about the fact um, Alex Martins and, and Jeff Weltman send out uh, a letter really to season ticket holders, mm-hmm. kind of outlining why they made the the deals that they made this week, why they made the the trades that they made this week, kind of the the long term vision. Um, and really, right now, uh, it, it's just you need to lose as much as possible over the next you know, 25 games, whatever we have left here, um, and hope that, that you get lucky in the lottery. So Luke had the great idea, and let me go ahead and, and pull this up. We're going to go ahead uh, each week here and just run uh, one of these uh, simulations, uh, tankathon.com. Run one. So have, yeah, so we'll go ahead and, and we're, we're, we're going to run it once, and this goes out to a message for you guys. Um, when you run Tankathon, do not run it more than once unless you're not going to post it because if you post it it doesn't count if you ran it more than once if you're like oh the magic got one the the bulls got five and now the magic have picks one and five run it once and that's that's it so we're setting the precedence here we're going to run it once and we will see uh what picks the magic end up with all right so right now the magic again 15 and 31 48.1 chance of the top four pick 12.5% 12.5% chance of the number one pick overall. And then as you see now, Chicago, we've talked about this, will probably go up in the standings uh, you know, between now and the rest mm-hmm. of the season. But if it was today, uh, again, so Orlando now owns Chicago's pick. But if this pick ends up in the top four, it's top four protected, it goes back to Chicago. So we are going to go ahead, hit the sim lottery here now, and see what happens. Okay, we ended up with the, the top three, with the third pick in the draft, Sacramento number one, Cleveland mm-hmm. number four, mm-hmm. and then that Chicago pick fell all the way to, to ten. So three and ten in this draft. Luke, you can really do a, a lot worse. I'm going to take this silly, uh, this helmet off now if I can without killing myself. Yeah. So, yeah, so like Jonathan said, uh, you said it was third, third pick and you said ten? Three and ten. In this right. first simulation, so here. I'm I'm not mad at. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at that. If if the Magic get third pick, you you get a shot at Jalen Green and a slew of other guys, really. And then if you get a tenth, I mean, why not? Just just get that get that tenth. I don't know. Maybe you 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 package the tenth pick with something else and you move up a little bit in draft night. Who knows? Um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm not mad at that 3-10. and 10. I've seen some very atrocious, just, like, nightmare scenarios, Jonathan, where the Bulls get, like, the second or third pick and the Magic get, like, 10 or 9 or 8. Um, but you made this point via text recently. You said, I'd rather the Bulls just not be in the lottery. Yep. I don't want that stress. Do you still stand by that? Do you still think that that's what you want? So perfect world, obviously, the Magic would have the first pick, the Bulls would have the fifth pick, and that would convey to us. That's like perfect world. However, like I worry about this team night and day. Like I, I, I think about this team constantly. I talk about this team constantly. I really don't need that level of stress in my life for the next three months. Of not only are we going to have to watch, you know, the the scoreboards for all the Bulls games and have to watch the standings. We're going to be worried about our own team, right? And going into that night like that, so the season is going to end, you know, basically like the beginning of May. And that at that point, like the, the regular season standings are all going to be locked. So we're going to know what everyone's chances are and everything like that. I don't want to have to go potentially a month and a half of being worried every single day that the pick is not going to convey. If we end up losing Vooch 
in this in this trade, obviously, as we already have, I don't even want to put this out no. to the universe. If the Bulls end up with Vooch, Levine, and Cade Cunningham next year, <laughs> I just don't know how we recover from that. I don't know how you, you recover don't. as a franchise, as a fan. That is just going to be some all-time terrible luck. Now, it's incredibly unlikely that that is going to happen, Luke. But I just don't want yeah. it to even be a chance. Like You're going to tell me, look, you guys are going to be locked in at like the 11th or, or 12th pick. I'm like, all right. Fine. Like I, the, the lottery goes to fourteen, but you know, if we end up with like the eleventh or twelfth pick, I think I'll be okay. By all accounts, this is a loaded draft. It's it's like the top four or top five, depending who you're asking, and then it drops off. But the drop off, those guys are still very good. Okay, so still have a chance to get a really good quality player at like eleven or twelve. Ideally, it's one in five. But man, you're you are playing with fire at that point, and you are asking to get burnt. So yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. That nightmare that's, that's scenarios how I feel. Uh, are gonna just run around my my brain for the next couple months here. Yeah, absolutely. So Luke, let's talk about the Lakers game last night. So first of all, I I talked about this on Twitter, but these late games just make me want snacks. Like make me want to eat like trash. Last night I ended up getting checkers. Um, so mm. it's it's a real problem. I really don't get that much sleep on these these West Coast road trips. You're you're stupid, dead tired by the time the game even starts. But I have to say, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Now the Lakers are playing without LeBron. They're playing without AD, and the Lakers did not play well. Like I thought, I thought we would lose. Um, I didn't think it was going to come down to the wire. I didn't think we were going to have a five point lead with like seven and change to go. So at that point, it was like, okay, this might be a good thing. Like you know, get a win for these young guys, get them feeling good. But at the same time, like. Now we're really tanking. Like I, I bought I bought a helmet off of Amazon. We're really tanking now. <laughs> so I was a little bit concerned last night in the fourth quarter. Now I still have this thing where I can't root for guys to like miss shots and stuff. But like I was like, man, Lakers do something. Like like what are you doing? Like in the, the fourth quarter, they were kind of giving the game away, and then we just like you know we gave them the game back. Well. I do believe that that was the perfect matchup for the new guys and really the new team of the Orlando Magic to go against for their first their debut, basically. Um, go against the AD and LeBronless Lakers. Um, they're they're not a great team. They were still favored by seven points, and that's a lot to do with Vegas not really knowing what to do with the fact that we have a new team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Lakers still, you know, a, a decent team. Um, probably what, like I said, the ideal scenario for their first game for Orlando's first game against them, uh, against anybody, uh, Chuma Okiki. That's just, he's a man. That's it. That's all. Uh, Dwayne Bacon. I think Adam Papa Giorgio actually put out, a put out a tweet that said something to the effect of Dwayne Bacon is going to score, have a 50 point game and we're all not going to understand what just happened. So he had leading scores. What do you have? Like twenty eight last night or something like 26 that. Twenty six so points, nine there was, there was from the floor. It was bacon time last night. Yeah. And until until like Cole gets back and, and Terrence gets back, I feel like we're we're going to see that happen pretty frequently. Maybe not the twenty six points, but the nineteen shot attempts. <laughs> Did wait? So was the Cole comment about? I don't remember. Was it Cliff that said it? They they expect Cole to be back after the West Coast trip. Did he say that? Right. Yep. That that they was don't that, have anything. Was that prior definite. to? So that was prior to the road trip. Um, but they said they prior don't. Prior to the deadline. Ah, uh, it might have been. I feel like it might have been Friday that Friday or Saturday that we heard that. I don't think it was before the deadline that we heard that. But mm-hmm. um, he did say it's it's likely, but it's not definite. We just kind of have to wait and see. But it it should be. Um, you know, when they get back from that West Coast road trip. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious because if it was before, then I'd be like, at this point, you ship the whole team off. You just, you're, are we just holding Cole out at this point a little bit further, even past the road trip? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm going to be suspicious of anything now. I mean, I already was. But even more so now. I'm going to be watching to see, you know, when Cole comes back and how they kind of manage this whole situation now that they are very publicly tanking. You don't have to be suspicious when you know for a fact. That's just called knowing. That's not being suspicious. That's, That's just 
it is it is what it is at this point, as they say. But you mentioned Ch- uh, Chuma Okiki. So set a career high two games ago, 17 points. Last game against Portland, 22 points. And then uh, last night, 14 points, 5 of 11 from the floor, 3 of 6 from the three-point line. I've got some um, some some stats on Chuma here. So last three games, shooting 68.8% from the three-point line on 5.3 attempts a game. He's up to 40.5% from three on the year, Luke. So Chuma is is a, a stud. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. His top shot moment, which I own, skyrocketed in value. <laughs> the last week it went up like by over a hundred dollars. I have um yeah some Chuma Okiki rookie cards that I've been holding on to. I think I've got like twelve or thirteen of those. So I'm gonna keep my eye on that value. But part of me is like this guy just becomes like the next Kawhi Leonard. I don't want to. I don't want to sell too early, but yeah, Chuma. So this is the thing. Like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm really excited about you know the the new team and and to see some of those guys. You know who I'm not excited to see? I'm not excited about Otto Porter Jr. Um, making you know like mm-hmm. 28 million dollars this year. More than likely, the Magic aren't going to re-sign him next season unless it's for an enormous pay cut. Uh, he might just be seeing this as like a you know 20 plus game tryout to try to boost his value for next year. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, Ken Birch, Dwayne Bacon. Uh, I, I like James Ennis, so I'll, I'll always get some James Ennis uh, minutes when I can. Chase and Randall, I'm not excited for those guys. I'm not excited to see those guys play. The guys that I'm excited to watch, Chuma Okiki, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton. We all love us some Terrence Ross, some Human Torch. So I'll be I'll welcome to see him back. And then Cole when he comes back. That's really when I'm going to be excited to, to, to see these guys. Uh, maybe a little Gary Harris uh, when if he's able to come back this season. He's got that thigh issue going yeah. on. Um, but a lot of these guys, like you know, we we've seen plenty of those guys to know what they are. You know, so I'm not. I wasn't that excited to see see some of those guys. Like the flashes that we saw out of R.J. Hampton were awesome. Mo, uh, he's just got to get more playing time. But some of the flashes, like the the pump fake three, the, you know, the the drive and dunk that he had, that was awesome. Obviously, Chuma has been awesome. Uh, Wendell, I just want to see some more out of him, but he looked pretty solid last night. So those are the guys that I'm excited to watch. I'm not necessarily like super excited to watch the the veterans on this team right now. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ever going to buy a ticket to a game to go watch Dwayne Bacon. I don't care who's like, I'm going to find somebody else on the team to get excited about before I get excited about Dwayne Bacon, if you understand what I'm saying. But um, I just, I, there, there's been a lot of conversation about Dwayne Bacon lately too. Um, after last night, especially, I saw it on Twitter, people talking about, you know, why or why, why they do or why they don't want bacon to stick around for the long term or for the long haul and during this rebuild. And for me, it comes down plain and simple. I don't need Dwayne bacon taking shots from Chumo Kiki. I don't need Dwayne bacon taking shots from Cole Anthony usage from Cole Anthony. Like I just, I know he's only 25, but I had no problem moving on from Aaron Gordon. Who's also the same age. So like. I I don't I don't worry about moving on from Dwayne Bacon. All that to say, not excited about Dwayne Bacon. Probably won't be um, ever. But uh, yeah, when it when it comes to the guys that I am excited about, it's everybody you just named, right? R.J. Hampton last night um, sets a career high. Yes, for most people, they look at that and they're like, "Oh, his career high is only ten. He didn't get minutes in in Denver. He's getting nine minutes a game. He's a rookie. He's still developing. That really stunts your growth when you go to a good team as a rookie." It's good that you go there and you learn winning culture, and hopefully, you know he can bring that to Orlando. But at the same time, it really did stun his growth. I hope he learned good things from the vets there, from the guys that he can learn from. Um, but RJ Hampton, his rookie year really starts now. His development starts now. The Magic have another project on their hands. Wendell Carter is a little different because he's been in the league what five, four years. So, you know that that's a little different. He is still a young guy who could use some more developing. Um, but RJ Hampton is who I'm really focused on. He's young. I think he's 19. Um, so I, I'm most, I, I think from that, you know, the group of guys we got, I'm most excited about him. Then I'm second most excited about Gary Harris, to be honest with you. Um, I think that given the opportunity, Gary Harris could do well. If Dwayne Bacon can get buckets for us, I have no question in my mind that Gary Harris can come out and lead all scores. Uh, Tony uh, just said he's going to start putting Dwayne Bacon on some more graphics just for you, Luke. So you've got that mm. to look forward to. So uh, I appreciate if you guys that, are uh, 
if you guys are in the the Twitter, Twitch, uh, Twitter, um, YouTube, Facebook, any of those chats, go ahead and, and drop your questions as we get to the end here. Luke and I are going to go through and, and answer some of the questions that you guys have. So, Luke, I just wanted to bring up the fact I pulled up the Boston Celtics box score right now. Obviously, oh. check in on Evan because he's our guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's 0 of 6 from the floor right now, 0 of 4 from 3. Oh boy. So, not a great start for beat. Evan. Obviously, you know, he'll, he'll bounce <laughs> back, but that is a, a tough start for him in a Celtics uniform. So, again, uh, Magic were up 7, or excuse me, up 5, uh, with I believe it was 7 uh, 19 to go in the fourth quarter before they really just uh, stopped rebounding, stopped being able to score the basketball. And the Lakers really just took over the. So the the Magic really had a chance at the end of this game because uh, Lakers up three uh, with 30 seconds to go. They miss a shot. They get mm-hmm. the ball back with nine seconds left. They could have just you know gotten fouled, ran the clock out. But Markeith Morris sh- throws up a three that he misses. Uh, Magic come down with the rebound, and then Otto Porter nailed a three uh, from like the deep right wing at the end of the third quarter as the the buzzer uh, went off as the the quarter expired. Um, so he had really that same look at the end of the game there, uh, with, uh, what was it, you know, um, you know, five seconds left and, uh, it, it just like went in and, and it, and it came right out, but he had a really good look. Um, I definitely think he's a good player. When I say that I'm not excited to watch him, like he's not bad, but I just don't think he's going to be part of, you know, the, the magic's long-term plans. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just continue to, to watch out. So uh, Magic are going to play next. Um, I believe it's tomorrow night. I believe they play the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. Luke, going to go ahead and pull up their yeah, schedule here um, and just kind of check yeah, that it's, out. Uh, for... Yeah, it's Clippers, Pelicans on Thursday in New Orleans, um, Jazz in Utah on Saturday, and then at Denver next Sunday um, at 9 p.m. Central. Sorry, 10 p.m. On Eastern, NBA if you've been TV. hearing me say these. NBA TV will Hunt. see uh, the Magic face off against Aaron Gordon. He'll the first time he'll ever ever play against the Magic. So yeah, at Clippers, ten o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, like you said, at New Orleans, eight o'clock Eastern. I'm just repeating this because I don't I don't know if you said those in Central Time or not. At Utah, nine. O'clock. I said them in Central, so forgive at me, guys. Denver, ten o'clock Eastern. That'll all be Eastern. The uh, the Omaha, Nebraska boy. He forgets that uh, most of us are over here on on the. I'm I'm actually very good about about catering to the other. All my friends are in on the East Coast, so I'm very good about it. ESPN man, I try to do my best here. You try, you try. You did not just roll your eyes. You you try. So anyway, uh, the reason for that was because ESPN app gives me them in my time zone. So I just didn't even think. I just riled those babies off. But uh, understandable. Mm -hmm. So um. Who would you say are you most excited to see for the rest of the season? I feel like we're both going to say Chuma. So maybe besides, I'm going to cop out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to cop out on Chuma. I'm just going to say RJ Hampton. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to say I hope Gary Harris comes back this season, and I hope that we get to see a little bit of what he can do because it still goes back to what I said. If Dwayne Bacon's out here dropping 26 and just chucking, I know for a fact Gary Harris can get buckets. Um, so hopefully he can do that when he comes uh, back and hopefully he comes back soon. So we do get, you know, a decent size uh, to get to see him kind of preview for next year. Um, he has two years left on his contract, I believe. So um, he's going to be a guy that will probably be back unless they deal him on draft night. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I, I think I'm going to go with Gary Harris, but I am I am excited about RJ Hampton as well. I'm going to go with Cole just because he was really starting to look good. Um, mm. obviously starting mm. with like the Minnesota game winner, but he was starting to figure things out, you know, before the, the rib injury occurred. And now he's been out, you know, it's like, it's like coming up to like two months now, I think. So, um, I'll be excited to, to see, um, to see Cole for the rest of the year here. So Luke, before we start to get into some of these questions, was there anything else that you wanted to, to touch on? No, man, it's just good to have, we, we've said this before because it was the case, but even more so now it is really a breath of fresh air to be able to look at this roster and actually have trouble deciding who we're most excited about. So I will say that, um, that I'm excited for this roster and, you know, the young guys there. And, um, you know, I, I, that's really the last thing that I had to say It's it's awesome seeing all these young guys that we get to be, you know, happy to see how they, how they go and you know, what could go wrong? You know, one of them's got to turn out. So 
we'll be see. careful what you wish for. <laughs> because, I mean, we thought that eventually, like, the last rebuild, like, eventually we were going to get our guy. And, unfortunately, it just never happened. But um, what I wanted to, to say or what I wanted to ask is now, again, that, like, all the dust has settled, we've kind of had time to remove, like, a lot of the emotion from it. Um, I'm always going to be sad that, you know, Vooch didn't end up spending his the rest of his career here. But now that you've, you know, heard Jeff Weltman speak, you know, we've got that letter from Alex Martins and, and, and Jeff Weltman, and you've had more time to evaluate, um, you know, do you think this was the, the right move, like the right time to do this, um, specifically the Vooch move? Because Evan... Aaron, we all knew that that was, you know, going to happen this season. We've been talking about that for five or six months now, but specifically the Vooch move. Um, do you understand it? Do you think it was the right time? Did it have to happen now? Um, I don't think it had to happen now, but I do think it gets the train going sooner than it would have with him. Um, I just think I just think that it was. I don't, the more I thought about it, yes, it sucks to lose a player of that caliber, a player of that loyalty, um, who loves the city like Vooch did. But um, I I think it's worth it. You know, you got a, a guy in Wendell Carter Jr. who um, you know isn't a superstar by any means, and but he has potential, right? I mean, if you believe in Mo Bamba, then you can believe in Wendell Carter Jr. Because Wendell Carter Jr. Some might not like to hear this. Wendell Carter Jr. is a better basketball player than Mo Bamba. That's just kind of how I see it. Um, you know, feel free to disagree, but I, I, I don't I don't know that it's very um, close, honestly. So I, I, I think that it was the right move. You got two future first. I know they're top five protected, but the team's going to stink anyway, especially this year. And well, next year, who knows what next year holds, really. But it all depends on a lot of development, but It'll be nice to have another pick, and, and actually that's in 2023, isn't it? So, um, But regardless, like it's nice to get those picks. You know, the front office is smarter than me, and like they said, they didn't, you know, they had kind of been doing their research as they should, and that was just an offer they couldn't refuse. And at first on paper, it's like, really, you couldn't refuse that for uh, a franchise player? But, man, guys like Wendell Carter Jr. and those draft picks fit so much better with the guys that are 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old on the Magic right now. Um, you know, they kept some veterans around, and I hope that they continue to kind of keep veterans in the locker room. Otherwise, it could that ship could sink quickly, but I get it. I, I'm fully on board with, with them, and, you know, I know everybody last year was like, oh, run it back. You you guys were so mad about running it back <laughs> this past off season. You know, what do you guys think now? I mean, they're they're not running it back anymore. And, you know, those same people are kind of freaking out. So it's just you, you can't you can't have, you know, the the best of both worlds there. You just kinda have to commit. I'm glad the front office made it obvious as to what direction they're going. You're getting rid of Evan and A. G. anyway. I mean, I get it. So I'm I'm on board with the Vooch trade as much as it sucks. So w- for me, the only thing is like Vooch's just like a perfect example, you know, you talked about him being like the consummate professional, like him being traded here. Nobody knew what, you know, what he was going to be. And just each year putting in the work slowly and surely getting better. Seventh year makes the all-star team. Um, Eighth year has a killer playoff series. Ninth year makes the all-star team again. Like if you're not a, like a, you know, like a Cade Cunningham or a Zion or a Luca coming out, like that's the type of player you want all your guys to be. Like a guy that's just going to grow, get better each year, eventually become an all-star, right? Apart from that, just like the veteran presence, I don't think there there's not anybody that was on that roster Wednesday that would be better suited to to bring the young guys along, and especially just uh, like the almost like the offensive crutch that Vooch could have been next year, and kind of bring some of these guys along slowly. Where now, as it's really going to be like throwing these guys to the wolves, like an R.J. Hampton. You know, like Cole Anthony, whoever we end up, you know, drafting um, in June, it's really going to be like, hey, go out there and, and and let's see what you got. Which some people agree. You know, you you talked earlier about, uh, you know, Bacon taking shots away from Chuma Okiki or R.J. Hampton or, or Cole Anthony, and there is some of that. But I think Vooch would have been like the perfect guy to to move, um, you know, bring these guys along. I also think, you know, Wendell Carter and Otto Porter Jr. in a in a in two first round picks. You, I still think you could have got a similar deal to that 
um, in the offseason for Vooch, uh, maybe finish out the year, or I would have been fine not moving Vooch altogether. What I will say is I get it. This is ripping off the Band-Aid. This is let's just do it now. One clean fell swoop. Do what we need to do. Everybody can get the emotions out of the way, and we can move on with this rebuild. So Jeff Weltman mentioned the fact that when we took over the team in 2017, the, the team had gone through such a drought, and they convinced themselves that we're a couple of tweaks away from making this a playoff team. They fire uh, Frank Vogel. They bring Steve Clifford in, and he did exactly that, turned the team into a playoff team. So I appreciate that. I really do. The fact that we're like, you know what? These fans have been through a lot. They deserve some some success, and let's really evaluate everything that we have before we just go full-on rebuild. Now, and, and rightfully so, they want to make their own impression on the team. They want to make the moves that they want to move. They want to make they Jonathan Isaac, obviously, uh, you know, they drafted. They traded for Markel Fultz. They, they drafted Chuma Okiki. Uh, they drafted Mo Bamba. They drafted Cole Anthony. So this is really their team now, and you can't blame them for wanting to do that. So. Mm. No, you you really can't. And they, I mean, what you just listed that, but six players they've made, you know, you know, they that they've acquired in some way, right? I think five or six in that that sentence. You realistically, you could miss on one of them, and it might be Mo Bamba. If you might go, be. if you go, like if you go five for six, why should I not trust you? The other thing is with Vooch getting rid of him now instead of the off season. They like that wouldn't really make too much sense just because like Vooch, you get rid of him now. This team sucks for the rest of the year. You get a way way better odds, um, and you you know you don't risk getting ahead and you know winning games that you sh- well, wouldn't without Vooch. Now, now let me just quick rebuttal here. We all said you move Evan, you move Aaron. This team is bad enough to finish bottom three. So I think I think it's easy to say that now, but. A week ago or so, we all felt that just moving on from Evan and AG was going to be enough to make this team bad enough because, you know, we didn't have Evan and, and AG for, you know, multiple stretches during the season, still had Vooch, obviously, and we're still plenty bad. So I don't know if I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's fine. But at the same time, man, like if if you're going young, just do it now. No, I don't, right. I don't, yeah, so I don't, I don't want to. I no point in just prolonging the process of this dude leaving. Right. Not to mention, I, the Magic aren't winning a title in the next two years, which is you know three years really, including I'm basing this off of Vooch's contract. Um, you're going to end up having to pay guys like Ji and Markel and all those guys eventually. Um, you you could have held on to Vooch, but at the same time, like I've said, I'm I'm on board with with what they did and how they did it and when they did it. Um, I just think I think it, it does make sense, and um, I'm I'm excited for this future, man. We got we got a lot of young guys that that could really um, turn some heads. The future is bright. Like if you if you look back to you know moving on from Dwight Howard, like we had Aaron Aflalo and we had Nikola Vucevic and Al Harrington, and you know you still had Jameer and, and JJ Redick, and it's like okay, that's you're really starting the rebuild. Now we're starting the rebuild. You're telling me we already have Jonathan Isaac, who healthy. We all are convinced, you know, and we can all agree that probably wouldn't have been a defensive player of the year candidate last season. Markel Fultz, again, a guy who, if is healthy, we think can be one of the better point guards in the league. Chuma Okiki, which we can all agree is a freaking stud. Uh, Cole Anthony, who was getting better and looked pretty good at times this season. And then a couple of question marks in, in guys like RJ Hampton, Wendell Carter Jr., and Mo Bamba, but... That's a pretty good start to a rebuild. So uh, the future is definitely bright. Please do not confuse my, you know, sadness or, um, you know, unwillingness to part from Vooch. Uh, don't confuse that with me thinking it's all doom and gloom because it's really not. The The, yeah. the future for this team is very, very bright. But, Luke, let's get to some uh, some fan questions here. So first off, we've got Wook77 on Twitch. Um this goes back uh, to when we were talking about um, retiring jerseys. So we talked about the Raptors. He wants to know, do you think Kawhi is deserving of uh, his jersey being retired by the Raptors? Obviously yeah. played one year, won a title, and, you know, finals MVP, all that. Absolutely. Yeah, really? That's a, te- that's a team that was struggling to, to win a championship. And this guy literally, the, what, what the magic, 
put it this way. What the Magic have been trying to do since 89, Kawhi stepped into Toronto and was just like, oh, here you guys go. Like, here's our championship. Granted, there was some a lot of flukiness in terms of injuries and whatnot. End of the day, Kawhi was able to lift up the Larry O'Brien trophy. He won it for Toronto, and then he dipped. Who cares? He won you a championship. I think you retire Kawhi's jersey. Um, I, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. He he won. He checked all the boxes in one year. He is one of the best Raptors of all time. All right, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. retire DeMar DeRozan's jersey? Mm. Wow. I, you have to think about it. In my opinion, absolutely. In my like, yeah, Kawhi I mean, Leonard. Yes. If you're gonna, but I if, don't. I don't think he was a better Raptor than than Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that. People have talked about them like building a statue for Kawhi or something like that. I would almost rather that than retiring the jersey, just because like for me, it's so hard for you to say we're going to retire a guy's jersey who only played for us for one year. Now, yes, he led them to the. T- to the title, everything like that. It's just, it's just a weird thing. Like we've never really seen a guy in one year, uh, you know, just go, okay, hey, we're gonna win the the championship now. Like, it's just never happened. So, it's it's a weird thing. You say yes, I'm not real sure, but you need to retire Demar's jersey eventually, because uh, like Demar Demar died for that title, basically. <laughs> he did so. And the funny thing is, you know, we're, we're talking about these picks that we have now, like. The, the effect that Dwight Howard had on this franchise is going to go on for a long time. Obviously, you trade him, Nikola Vucevic comes, and the trade for Nikola Vucevic is bringing in some of these picks. Um, so it, it, it's kind of weird how all of that works out. But but great question, Wook. Um, uh, Mike Raheem on Twitter is asking, do you guys see Cliff staying around for the reboot or the rebuild? This is a very this, – this, this answer could go a long time, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Um, it's interesting, right? Like I, I saw this being talked about today as well. One of the points made was, well, Cliff came in knowing it was a, a rebuild. Why wouldn't he just stick through this one? Well, there's some things to weigh there, right? Like Cliff thought he was out, almost out of the rebuild. He thought he was one piece away, maybe two pieces away, whatever. I mean, you know, you're not beating any of these super teams right now. And no free agent is, I'm sorry, but no free agent is just choosing to come to Orlando in the offseason until the Magic kind of win more games, get to be a consistent, you know, three, four, five seed in, in, the, in the East. So um, I don't know if he sticks around. I, I don't know, but I, I think that he could do it. I, I don't see why not. Um, he's got a lot of young, talented guys around. It's not like he really has too much of a choice but to play them. Um I, I think he could stick around. I don't know, Jonathan, kind of what, what what camp are you in there? I know a lot of people have said, like, oh, they need to bring in Penny Hardaway or whatever, or Mike Miller. I don't – what are your thoughts? My thoughts are there are 30 jobs in the NBA as far as head coaches go, mm-hmm. and you just don't see guys quit. Like, we saw Scott Skiles, but that's just – we're opening a, a can of worms getting into that conversation. But, um, like, you just never know when another head coaching job is going to come around. Like – is Steve Clifford a good head coach? Absolutely, but you just never know if like your philosophy is going to match up with the you know the organization that you're interviewing if you decide to leave you know the Magic this year. So, really, for for that reason and that reason alone, I'm pretty sure that he sticks around. I think um, you know his, his post game interview last night, where he really was unhappy with the way that guys played, shows you that there aren't going to be any moral victories for these young guys and for these rookies. He's going to hold them accountable. Whether or not he keeps veterans accountable, that's another conversation, you know, altogether. <laughs> but um, you give him an, enough young guys, he's not going to have a choice but to play young right. guys. So some of us have had that concern. And we're the youngest team in the league. so We're the youngest team in the league now. So um, he's not going to have any, you know, choice next year to, you know, play guys like Cole and, and, and Chuma. And, you know, J.I. is still young. Markel's young. RJ. R.J. Hampton, the the draft pick that's coming in, so I I do think Cliff, you know, stays on it at least for a, a few more years, for sure. Uh, Mr. J on YouTube, who do you guys will think? Who do you guys think will start at center next season, Mo or Wendell? So I'm gonna I'll start with this one real quick, Luke. It all depends on the draft pick. If we end up with like the this, I feel like Cade is gonna be the like the unanimous number one pick for everybody. Mm-hmm. Number two is where it's gonna get dicey because we know. John and Jeff love the wingspan and everything like that. I could see them taking uh, Evan Mobley at number two. I, I definitely could see that. 
if Evan Mobley is the pick, Mo and Wendell are not starting next season. <laughs> if no. they're both here, I don't know, man. Like this is the thing with Wendell. Like Wendell, you're right, is probably the better player right now. He's just more like solid. Yeah. But Mo does things that like almost nobody else on the planet can do. Mm-hmm. When like when he has these dynamic plays, like the pump shot, the pump fake drive and dunk last night, you know some of the, these blocks that he's able to reach, uh, things like that. Other guys just can't do, um, you know, Wendell included. We talk about Kem all the time, but um, right now I'd probably lean towards Wendell just because, you know, uh, Mo hasn't really shown us much signs that he's going to be able to to turn things on. And right now Wendell is the better player. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, man. I, I was gonna, well, I was initially I was going to say Evan Mobley, um, who, by the way, I wasn't high on, super high on um, until March Madness. Not like Aaron it's, Gordon high. Let me tell you what, boy. No, nobody is Aaron Gordon high, but I was definitely not Aaron Gordon high on Evan Mobley prior to March Madness. Um, but that man, I mean, he's just incredible. I mean, he's he's a really great player, a great talent. Um, it's it's hard, though, to picture myself wanting anybody besides like a, a Jalen Green or a Cade Cunningham. I just want a guard. Um, I don't really, you know, I, I don't, you don't see teams with their best man best player being a big man um going you know winning a championship um normally so i and that's what this is for right you draft to draft you know a future cornerstone of your franchise um you know who knows ji maybe takes off chuma whoever markel um and they become become that and evan mobley just kind of is in the wings and is a cornerstone of the team but all that being said evan mobley if he gets drafted reiterating what jonathan said and agreeing with what he said Evan Mobley gets drafted. He's starting um, next year, and you know, otherwise, I think it is Wendell. All right, we'll take a couple more here. Uh, this one's kind of funny. Cole Anthony soft? That's just that's the question. I don't think so. You know, rib injuries are are pretty tricky. There's not much you can do for them. I mean, they say a broken bone takes six weeks to heal. It's definitely been longer than that with Cole now, so it's kind of weird what's going on there. But it's also no, tank Cole, season. Cole is definitely not soft. Um, yep. And then last question that we have here, again, this is from Luke 77 on Twitch again. Um, what do you all think is a realistic goal for a title in terms of years? I have to really sit down and look at contract layouts of players and those super teams that are happening in Brooklyn and um, Los Angeles. And, I mean, let's be honest, LeBron's around for, I don't know, five, five more years. He's going to always attract a star to come play with him. Um, he'll continue to evolve. James Harden is becoming the best version of himself right now. Um, it's just hard, right? Like, that's not – winning a title is not easy, as we've seen. Um, I'd say a realistic goal – I'm riding with Alex Martins, 2030. Eli uh, Eli in the, the chat on uh, YouTube said 2030, question mark. Yeah, it's it, – it jokingly and, like – definitely a meme at this point for the magic franchise but yeah i'm 2030 would probably be realistic to be honest with you but but maybe a little sooner um with with guys like ji and stuff like that yeah i I just don't think um i don't think teams like you know the the nets and and the lakers even with lebron um you know the lakers are always big market teams are always going to draw big stars but i think i don't think their window is another nine years i think we're looking at like you know, maybe another three to four years of like that generation, like the LeBron, KD, uh, Kyrie, James Harden, like that generation of guys yeah. being like completely dominant. Maybe another three or four years, and I think given the the jump start that we have to this rebuild, where normally like you're starting from scratch and you're just trying to figure things out, we already have two guys that we think can be elite level talents if everything goes right in Ji and Markel. Um, again, you've got some other solid cornerstones like Cole, like Chuma. Um, I'm not really ready to, to say that RJ, um, Mo and Wendell are, are quite in the same, uh, ballpark mm-hmm. as, as Cole and Chuma as prospects. Just haven't seen enough out of them yet for me to be comfortable saying that if this pick is the home run that it needs to be and that it should be, and that I hope it should be, I mm-hmm. think contention in in four to five years 
is realistic. Just yeah, and, and when I said twenty thirty, man, I'm like a lot of that was um, just in terms of just how things roll, like how they like roll out, right? Like just the luck. I mean, let's say the Magic have three dudes that get really good. You're not paying all of them. You can't pay all of them. Um, the people got to start taking deals. I know Brooklyn's doing it right now. Yeah, I was about to um, say, like, guys but, do it all the time. But it, but the chance that, it, that the luck rolls your way and you just kind of get to that situation where you can contend for a title, I don't know. Um, and also, it's hard being a Magic fan and knowing that since 89, the Magic have not won a championship. Um, yet they had guys roll through like T-Mac and Shaq and Dwight. And granted, those are all different scenarios, man. But it, when you sit down and really think about it, I did it the other day where I just thought down, sat down and I was like, man, what does it take for the Magic to win a title? And I got really just like down about it because <laughs> I was like, there's so much that has to go right. You have to have yep. the right pieces. You have to stay healthy. Like there's a lot that goes into winning a title. And I think the older I'm getting, the more I appreciate teams that can win a title regardless of the talent on their team, because that they, they had a lot of things go right for them that we really haven't had yet. So the last thing that I'll say on this is, so yeah, you're hoping that, you know, a couple of guys get really good and eventually you have to pay them, but we also can't rule out, you know, with some of those future picks, we have a ton of young guys is eventually like the next superstar becoming available. And you put some of those assets together and you, you make that a package to try to get, I'm not saying it's a Bradley Beal, but you know he's been talked so much about with you know Magic fans wanting Bradley Beal. But when a scenario like that happens, when a guy yeah. becomes disgruntled and, and wants out, mm-hmm. um, if the Magic have enough young pieces that they can go, okay, we've got Markel, we've got J.I., we've got Cade, we might have this guy. But now we're going to piece, let's say, like Cole, RJ, and somebody else together and you know our you know 2024 pick and the the 2025 pick from Denver just kind of go all in that's the type of package that you put together to get one of those guys so we also can't rule out uh from that happening as well so uh looks like that's that's really all the questions that we have in the chat Luke uh we're kind of winding down here anything else you want to say before we go ahead and sign off no man I'm uh, I'm a little hungry so I'm gonna go eat some dinner after this but uh other than that I'm I'm excited like I've said before and will continue to say excited for the future of this team I hope one or two of them can really blossom into being the cornerstone of the team and being a superstar um and you know I circling back to that question I hope the title run is far sooner than I think yeah that's that's really what I'm hoping is that you know what we kind of all went through this past week I just hope it ends up being worth it. Like if it, if a if a title comes from this, it was absolutely worth it. But if it blows up in our face, I'm gonna look back and be like, you know what, we could we could have hung up, could have could have hung on to that guy and then hung up that jersey in the rafters. So, but we'll see what's what's gonna happen. Again, the future is very bright for the Orlando Magic. It's a good time. It's a very exciting day to be an Orlando Magic fan, as Jeff Weltman famously says. Uh, anytime the team makes a big decision, again he he echoed that sentiment this week. Uh, but Luke, the the countdown to June 22nd begins, so we'll we'll watch these guys over the next you know 20 some odd games that we have left. Just want to see good things out of them, have some fun, see some some flashes, some development, and uh, yeah, we'll be waiting for that draft, right? Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys again. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all these different uh, sites. Thank you guys for for watching and asking questions. It was a lot of fun. We'll try to do this more often in the future, especially when it comes to to things like the the draft lottery and and the draft as we get closer to that. Uh, But for Luke, this is Jonathan. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!